Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to the ninth episode of the Paper Cuts podcast. Today's episode is called Science with the Paper Cuts Gang. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the Paper Cuts Comic Podcast. I'm Dean DeFalco, and who's here with me tonight, guys? Nick Grillo. Evan Goldstein. Dan Ryan. Great. We're all here. No one's fucking in the Amazon. Or the pack fucking... is back. Yeah, it's great. I'm, I'm happy. All right, guys. So, firstly, let's get to what we read this week, and then we'll get to our... We actually have a main topic. I'm pretty excited about that for once. We didn't just read comic books. We did something else. It's great. Oh, wait. Wait. I didn't study. <laughs> did we? Were we supposed to study? No, don't worry. You'll be tested on it later, though. Oh, no. <laughs> all right. So, uh, why don't we start with Evan, since uh, we, we haven't heard from you in a week or two uh what what have you been reading oh i've been reading a lot of stuff well if you can name one thing for this week i'm going back to the well like i told all of you earlier going back to my main man mood night seeing as we had a changeover in the regime uh brian wood greg smallwood but jordy is still around um it's more of the same uh they're solid single story issues um i'm waiting for that thread to carry me into the next issue and I'm hoping at the end of this one with the end of this they, they're sort of teasing a storyline that the story arc of sorts but uh, uh it's there's only so many you know one shots I can take before I've seen it all <laughs> you know I, I I want more meat with my potatoes if you understand what I'm saying um the art is it's getting I the best way I could put it is getting softer it's it's like getting sloppier and i'm hoping that you know greg gets in there and and, you know sharpens up his skills as he progresses with this storyline i mean i i sort of became accustomed to the the declan route as uh you know the 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 lack of color and all that stuff that that jordy is bringing to it is is still top notch but it's the the lines are getting thicker the the shadows are getting you know, wider, and it's just encompassing all of the, the you know, the tiny boxes that the, the main art and story is supposed to be progressing through. But, as always, I am the seminal Moon Knight fan, and <laughs> I will continue to spend the money on this book for as long as they decide to put it out. Which, uh, seeing as it's issue seven, means I'm going to get into, what, another four issues before they <laughs> get rid of it and make me cry yet again? They won't it make is, you cry, Evan. It'll be all right. It happens every year, sir. Yeah, but that, yeah that, year. that book is not long for the shelves. I, I actually I picked it up too, and I thought it was a, a poor man's version of, of the last five issues. And I'm a huge Brian Wood fan too. I, I, and I I can't explain it. Like this, the story like was everything not, was, in, not was engaging at all. No, no, the and, story sucked. the The art sucked. I mean, it it, it was a it was a mock up of the old of, of what Declan was doing, and it just sounded like. It's, it just was a, a you know, just couldn't, you can't make that transition. And if you're going to do the same thing, you got to do it better than before. And they definitely didn't do that. Absolutely agree. And the fact that they still had the same colorist, just coloring different. It seemed like he was trying to do the same art style, but he was just using the wrong pen or a thicker crayon. Like, I can't <laughs> explain it. Like the wrong hand. <laughs> that could be a you stroke need, happened. That makes me uh, That makes me really sad because I really like, you know, Wood as well. He, he's really awesome. And Jordi Belair, for her to stay on as the colorist, was a really, like, awesome bit of news. And you're right. Moon Knight's one of those books where it's like, God damn it, just... Keep it on the shelf. I'll keep buying it. Just keep it on the shelves. It's please just have a Moon Knight book. But Warren Ellis is such a singular voice that you can't recreate that if you're not 
as mentally unhinged as Warren Ellis is. <laughs> that is so very true. I mean, they keep hinting at possible stories throughout the entire issue. Like, you get little snippets of what this Moon Knight could be, but then the next issue comes around and... and he, he it's a, it's not there anymore. Gotcha, bitches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, and it's such a shame too because Moon Knight's such a versatile character. There's like, there's just there's so much that can be done with a multiple personality disordered character. Um, even if you, like even if you want to ignore the personalities and combine them into one and make them this just kind of super heroic badass, which they seem to do from time to time it's like we just want him to be a superhero so we're going to stick him over here in this box and then warren ellis can do his thing with him and then uh like five six years ago when charlie houston the the crime novelist was doing his moon knight run with david finch it was a different type of thing and bendis did a different type of thing and they're all good but but moon knight has to be your own you can't follow anybody Mm -hmm. absolutely that's where this book failed. Well, th- that's what made it cool for a while, and I guess that's that's why it's falling off right now is because it's not its own. You know, once you lose that derivativeness, there's not much going for it. Uh, and the 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 main plan needs to take all of the iterations of the past Moon Knights and combine them into one super super character. It, the potential's there, man. I. I want it. I want to see it. <laughs> I don't really care about it. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> Moon Knight's an okay character to me. I, I haven't really. I don't have that much invested in him. The the five of the this is the sixth Moon Knight I have ever read. So <laughs> well, it, it's it's like the the Mets. It's the underdog. You know, you're just you're just gonna keep on fucking rooting every time they release another one, even if it doesn't work out. You're just gonna keep on hoping for the best, and I I can appreciate that because there's. That that's just one of those titles that yeah you don't see enough of the characters so yeah I'm kind of hoping they can pull it together and maybe make something of it. I I think we can all agree though like fuck the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> just just putting that out there. <laughs> and that was Sports Second with Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That song that mascot just ugh enough. Anyway, well, uh, (laughs) thank you, Dan, for that wonderful, wonderful introspective into the Mets. Uh, And thank you for for pulling for uh, Moon Knight. I hope, uh, to be honest, I I hope it pulls through and, you know, maybe can become something better. It wouldn't take too much. You know, they were going in the right direction at the beginning. So hopefully we can get back on the right track with that. But I digress. Uh, Dan, we're going to skip you because fuck you. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. No, Dan. What what did uh what, what did you read this week? Um. Well, I figured you know I missed last week's episode, and uh, so I thought I would take that as as a, an opportunity to change things up and bring something different uh, to the table this week. So I read a brand new image number one, um, called Roche Limit. You know, and uh, what it is, it's a an outer space um kind of crime noir. There's a prostitute. I th- it, I think she's a prostitute. They haven't come at right out and said, like, your sister was a hooker, wasn't she? But she's one of a madam's girls who's gone missing, and there's a cop who's cashed in her pension to come look for her sister and some no-good drug dealer that's helping her out and, you know, some some very stereotypical bad guys doing some bad guy shit on this planet that is way out in the solar system. Like, the the way the book starts out was, I thought it was pretty cool, of when humans started moving out into space, much like has happened here on this planet, the haves got all the good shit, and everybody else had to deal with everything that was left over. You know, it was like, when we left Earth, the same kind of thing just continued. The rest of us had to deal with what was left. And I thought that was kind of a nice way of framing the idea of this story. So this planet that they get to, what they call Roche Limit, is basically a a lawless, anything goes, anything you want, you can get on this planet. 
it is positioned on the outside of an anomaly, a black hole anomaly, where it is burning energy and light and dark energy, but not collapsing gravity in and around itself, which they don't really touch on very much more than that in the first issue. And the the reason that I gravitated towards this is that the, the title itself, A Roche Limit, um, and if my science is a little bit off, I apologize, but A Roche Limit is the the amount of distance away from a celestial body that you can be and not have yourself be crushed, right? Like, if you get out to a certain point, you will become a moon of a planet, but within the Roche limit, the gravity of the planet will smash you and you will become, like, a belt around, or a ring around a planet. So, this kind of idea of we're naming a book after a force of gravity that crushes things I thought was kind of cool and it turned out to be this kind of cool noir space thriller that's yeah, that's that cool. was science second with Dan <laughs> yeah well you know it's, it's it's fun to know things I suppose yeah I picked um, up that book too and uh I I, I just you said you're gonna read it so or talk about it so I wanted to read a little bit and I had I didn't get past that whole science explanation. I thought it was a cool <laughs> place to start because I enjoy science. And I was like, oh, wow, this is going to be like a big, bold, outer limits kind of story. And then it just goes so micro into that, that you know, setting. I was like, it's so weird. It was just of this grand view. And now we're at so small of a, of a perspective on the story that I, I'm going to definitely give it another shot. But um, I just thought that was a strange take, a strange way to open up a, a big story. Yeah, it like it, it kind of drills down to that that very narrow focus on the the scientific what you know explanation and then blows itself kind of back up and gets back into the noir story of it and you know it, it's typical noir shit you know there's gangsters doing gangster things and there's a drug dealer trying to make good and it seems like he's telling the cop that he doesn't know her sister but you can probably be sure he knows her sister you know, like he's got everybody an knows motive. her sister. He's got a drug dealer with a heart of gold. Um, but it was it was a really cool book. I, I really liked it. The artwork was um, was very typical, I, I think, of the the non mainstream style. It's a little sketchy and a little ugly and a little dirty, but still looks really nice and fits the story very well. Sweet. I mean, that that sounds like an awesome book. So, I mean, for anyone into like noir stuff, that really sounds like a cool book. Something sort of different actually rather extremely different because i mean i've never heard of a space noir before so roche limit number one um i believe it's a a limited series as well like i don't i don't think this is indefinite i think it was six issues i think i read somewhere maybe maybe seven but yeah i mean definitely worth it if not if not in single issues then this would absolutely make a really awesome hardcover i think awesome i mean i did it sounds like it's got a lot of promise to it, so we'll see where that goes. But, Nick, what have you yes, read? Sir. Well, I went to uh, the old internet and found my book. Uh, I, I'm reading... Wait, uh, the old wait, wait, internet. What, the, what is this internet you speak old, of? Yes, exactly. And this book is all about the internet, too. Uh, it's called Private Eye by a little-known artist, uh, writer named Brian K. Vaughn and a great artist in Marcos Martin. Uh, this is the second time they've collaborated together. The first time was Doctor Strange, The Oath, uh, my favorite Doctor Strange story. The and best I, Doctor yeah, Strange story. Yes. Yeah, and I hope they make that into a movie. That's just ripe for a great, you know, adaptation. And uh, so what this book is about, it's uh, basically 60 years in the future, and it's a world with no internet. So, um, you know, we, we store all of our information, all of our personal information, all of our secrets and everything on the cloud. You know, the Internet knows all of our browser history. They, you know, they know everything. And so in this world, the cloud burst. And so all that information got out. You know, people lost jobs. Businesses went under. Families torn apart. So the whole world spun on its axis. And now privacy is the most treasured possession. And uh, so people don't even want to give away their identity when they're walking on the streets or at a job. So they all wear these kind of crazy masks. And uh, so it, it really makes for a rich world where, where they're walking through Publix and 
you know, just the streets and see everybody in masks and it's all difference. And, and that's where Marcus Martin really shines at creating this, this crazy world. And so um, the police are no more. They're actually uh, the fourth estate, and that's the press. So the press took over the role of the police. Um, and, you know, CNN is now FBI. Uh, so it's a cool world that, that definitely has been spun as access. And, and you can kind of see how this could happen. If, if all of our private information got out there, all, you know, and all of our secrets and all the stuff that's on the Internet got out, you know, things would definitely turn on its head and people would respect privacy a lot more. And that's like the tropes they play on. Uh, there's a lot of jokes, like pop culture jokes, um, like uh, he, someone's wondering, you know, why would they even want to see a celebrity's baby? You know, because there's something that happened in the news where a celebrity baby got kidnapped. And so they, they asked, like, you know, and that's what's going on today. I don't want to see Kim Kardashian's baby, but somehow it's on the news all over the place. And so it definitely is a cool world that he created. And uh, so then they have this even more complex story. So it's a basic whodunit with the main character being a, a private detective that calls himself Pi. I don't think they ever say his full name in the story. So he's just, Three, his name is Pi. 3.145979. That's it. I don't, I don't know the rest <laughs> of Pi. Are you just reciting pie, Evan? That's no, fabulous. Actually, I just knew the first three, maybe four if you count the point. <laughs> Impressive all the same. This yeah, is an well, excellent episode so far. We've got pie. Very informative. Out. We've got a discussion of what a Roche limit actually is. Science. You've got some, uh, you got some big shoes to fill, Dean. Back to school, guys. Don't don't put that fucking pressure on me. Don't you put that evil on me. I can't, I can't live up to your expectations. I'm going to fail miserably, so... Right. So okay, so so back to the so back to the story. It's a murder mystery, and that's just like the tip of the iceberg. Uh, the story has has like like Evan said, tons of meat meat and potatoes. Has crazy characters. Uh, my favorite character is um, Pie's grandfather. So he's about eighty years old. He's in his eighties. So translated, he'd be a twenty year old in our time. So he's like covered in tattoos. And he's just, you know, always because he's a little senile. So he's always like wondering where the hell the Wi-Fi is and, and why can't he get any connection in this house? And why doesn't his iPad work? And, uh, and, and you know, the, son, the grandson has always got to explain to him, you know, what the hell happened. And that's how you get the whole backstory of, of what's going on. But it's, uh, it's, it's a crazy book and it's a great story. Art's fantastic. Uh, you only could get it on the Internet. Uh, so I download it in the PDF form, so I read it on my iPad, and it looks fantastic. Uh, and it's a crazy concept. So the business model is they just wanted to put – they created a website called PanelSyndicate.com, uh, and they're just selling issues over that. And so if you want to pay $0 for an issue, you pay nothing. If you want to give them $5, you give them $5. I usually pay $3 just because, you know, it's a it's an issue. So I feel like if I'm going to give that store $3, I'll give them $3. So, you know, and they also sell prints on, on there and everything. Uh, but it's strictly an internet book, and uh, it's it's just a, a fun read, and, and I just suggest it for everybody. Cool. Uh, Nick, what's the, the website one more time? Uh, panelsyndicate.com, and that's uh, P-A-N-E-L-S-Y-N-D-I-C-A-T-E.com. Awesome, awesome. So, And we learned how to spell syndicate today. Nice. This is good. We're on a roll. Well, and the really awesome thing about that book because I I've, I've been reading that as well, and yeah. I think one of the coolest things about that book is that being digital only, um, it is formatted for digital devices. Mm -hmm. Whereas you know now you download something through Comixology and the panel to panel view is pretty cool, but you still have to flip your iPad around and shit and like you know change it and and like this is this is built with this idea in mind so so it's images, all landscapes too yeah the images really stand out they fill the screen really nicely like it, it's a really well done really cool book i gotta pick this up on my mm -hmm. uh tablet a little later but uh yeah i mean panelsyndicate.com check that out guys that sounds like a really awesome book nick i'm glad you brought that up brian cave on is fantastic and so i'm yeah, anything uh, that he does is great yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm really excited to check that out later how many issues is it up to right now Did, uh, this is uh this is number seven they're going to number nine very cool very all right so it's a limited run yeah this book the number seven just came out on thursday okay cool cool 
Uh, yeah, then I, like I said, one, one more time, panelsyndicate.com. Check that out. Uh, if you want to pick up the book, it'll also be in the show notes because we love doing that. <laughs> uh, okay. So it looks like it's up to me. Mine's not like the best book. I was actually kind of let down. I don't know what I was expecting though. It's uh the new GI Joe book that came out by IDW. I was, mm. I was really thinking of picking that up. I, I think I always set myself up just for, you know, defeat <laughs> because I, I read these IDW books knowing beforehand they're probably not going to be good. The only ones I've ever really enjoyed are the Transformers ones. Those are those are pretty good. Sometimes, anyway. Yeah. Uh, but the Godzilla and the G.I. Joe, I just have a bone to pick with. And perhaps it's because I have this grander vision of in my head of what they should be compared to what they actually are when I actually pick them up. Uh, the art's really good in the book. Actually, it's really solid, super detailed. Um, it's got these very bright colors that it uses. Nothing's very muddy. Uh, everything's very defined, too. It's a very cool-looking book. Uh, besides that, the story's pretty straightforward. It's, oh, what if what if the world doesn't need G.I. Joe anymore? What would anyone do? That world would suck. Yeah, and apparently what it is is it's not really a role reversal, but Cobra's become like a peacekeeping force. Uh, and the G.I. Joe... has? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's very weird. Um, and G.I. Joe is just become like a splinter of its former self a lot of the members are missing or just not there anymore uh it's being uh the the new group's being led by scarlet and the first issue is like her trying to hold everything together so i mean from a you know looking just you want something new yeah it's great but uh, i just i just want gi joe to run in there gi joe and there's guns and shit and lasers and cobras are like ah! that's what i want but you know uh, again i i guess they can't do that because this isn't the fucking 80s anymore and cocaine is found out to be not good for you so yeah uh that that's my little Allegedly. tidbit to uh to send out to everyone cocaine is not good for you because I'm cocaine a is a hell man. of a drug <laughs> yeah so uh i again i i just wasn't really uh turned on by the book there there's nothing really to draw me in or keep me focused that much i got through it but uh like i said if if you're one for the you know uh, from a big art standpoint it looked really nice uh, i gotta admit that it was it was a very clear defined book uh the backgrounds were great the characters stuck out really good uh and it did some uh prelude stuff in the beginning of the book just to like say how it led up to this point too which is nice that they didn't just drop you right in something but yeah, I, I'm gonna have to give it a pass. Ultimately, I wasn't really feeling the book. But you know, for maybe some die-hard IDW GI Joe fans uh, that they're sort of used to this sort of, I guess, storytelling, uh, it it might be good. Uh, I I was actually more satisfied with Godzilla than I was with uh, GI Joe, which was uh, to mean the, the the Godzilla that I read last week. Anyway, that that was Godzilla and Mothra walking on the beach, right? Was yeah, bro. I mean, how can you not love that? <laughs> yeah, that's made hand for success. Hand with <laughs> violins playing in the background. Exactly, exactly. It was the most wonderful book I've ever read, and GI Joe doesn't hold a candle to romantic Godzilla. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean that that is such a high bar. Yeah, I know. I know. I I, I did set the bar rather high. It's with like that. Warren Ellis and Declan Chalvey. <laughs> same exact thing, of That's course. The same bar. All right. So now that we got the books out of the way, uh, Nick, oh, those pesty comic books. Yeah, I know. And we're doing a fucking comic book co- podcast. Yeah. The nerve of us. But uh, Nick, why, since you came up with the idea, why don't you go ahead and tell people what we're going to be talking about? Well, I wanted to talk about Gotham that just came out this week and kind of segued into the role comics are now playing in our TV watching. <laughs> that uh, ridiculous it seems like... list that you sent us. Holy crap, there's a lot it, of comics. That was shows very coming. excessive. <laughs> Is that not a great list, though? It's a good it, list. It's a good list, but there's only so much space on my DVR. So, <laughs> Well, who knows how, how all of them are going to be. But first, let, let's first get into to Gotham. Uh, it premiered Monday night. And I got to say, I had little expectations for this show, and it turned out that I loved it. I thought it was a cool world that they were creating. Um, I liked how gritty it was. Uh, it was like it, you know, I think when you think of Arrow, it's kind of a glossy show, and it's, you know, not big tits and fights, but it, it's got substance. But this show is, is gritty. It, it shows, like, how Gotham should be. When uh, Jim Gordon gets to it, it should be a, a cesspool of, of corruption and violence 
and um, just a, a bad atmosphere that Jim Gordon is, is going to try to clean up, and he'll be like the shining star in it. So this is supposedly Jim Gordon's first day on the job, and he gets uh, assigned a partnership with Harvey Bullock, and uh, that partnership is uh, tumultuous from the beginning, but uh, it's a cool story. Um, the uh, the play between them is great. I think that uh, Jim Gordon being the straight man the whole time will work. I don't think you really need to throw that much comedy into it as long as you have a Harvey Bullock with him. Um, the characters were cool. I did not like Fish Mooney, uh, Pickett Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith. I thought she was overacting the whole time where everyone else was just kind of playing you know, not straight to the vest, but you know, didn't camp it up as much as she did. Like Can Penguin. I, let me ask. A, let me ask a question about that before you jump past it. Mm-hmm. She is not an established character. Everybody no. else is. Now, do you think your perception, because she is not an established character, that you are giving everybody else more leeway? Because no offense, I really enjoy the show. Penguin overacted. I okay, that I can Riddler agree with. I, overacted. I thought, I thought everybody overacted. in that show except. For Gordon overacted, and that's what I loved about the show. It, it's a a comic book crime procedural show. Yeah, I, I think I know what you're saying there because Penguin did overact, and so did the Riddler in the small little scene that he had. But I enjoyed it because those were the, uh, you know, that's the kind of character they are to begin with. And when you don't have uh something to compare to with Fish Mooney, like this new character, she can't be. I, I don't know. I just thought that she was just way over the top and, and that she just didn't have like Fal, uh, Carmen uh, uh, Falcone, Falcone came in later. And I thought that he kind of overacted, but I thought he nailed it. Uh, he nailed his character. He was strong, you know, uh, and but I just didn't think that she had any gravitas to her. I, I was scared of Car uh, of Falcone and I was not scared of Fish Moon. Well, I, I mean, I think that goes to the, the thing where those ca- characters, the, all of them were established, and I, I feel that's a thing because with Edward Nigma, uh, Edward Nigma, you could see that he was overacting. Careful, but the the fact is that, yeah, you know, he had a 15 second spot for you to guess. Oh, that that's the Riddler, and that that's exactly what happened. You know, sure it was overacting, but they gave you the perfect hint besides saying Ed that. You know, that was the Riddler. Same thing with uh, Poison Ivy. Same thing with the Penguin. You know, they. while the show was an hour long, I mean, it was mainly focused between Bullock and uh, and Gordon. There there wasn't much of the other characters in it besides maybe a little interaction with Fish Mooney and uh, Penguin at points. But really, it was mainly around Gordon and Bullock uh, the entire time. And I, I think... Uh, I, Tell me if you guys agree. Did did they pick the right guy for Bullock? Because when they uh, yes, right, thank you. Yeah, yeah he I, I liked him. He was spot on. I was like, this this is exactly. The, I do. You, all right, what what the hell is that guy's name? Because he's been in fucking uh, everything. And he's Daniel Logue. Yes, uh, and, and he was or Donald Vikings, Donald Logue. Donald Donald. Yeah, Donald Logue. Yeah. yeah, he's fantastic. I've seen him in stuff for years, and he's yeah. kind of just been a character actor. But I feel like this hit the mark. He's perfect for that role. If you like him as an actor, there's a movie called The Tao of Steve. Fantastic yes. film. He is a phenomenal actor. And as that was out of everybody that was announced previously for, you know, the the parts in this show, he was the only one that I went, "Yes, I agree. He's going to do a fantastic job." And see, I'm I'm going to jump in here because I my expectations for this show were so low that I didn't watch it. Oh. Oh, yeah. Like I, I was actually waiting for us to do this podcast and it's kind of nice that we decided to do this as a topic, but I was going to ask you three what you thought of it, because for me as a Batman fan, the idea that the villains existed before Batman and so far before Batman um completely turned me off to the whole idea well they exist as people but they don't exist as the villains that mm-hmm. that is definitely the the as line the villains, drawn in the sand yeah as the villains we know in the books yeah because penguin is obviously a douchebag he is a bad guy <laughs> um, right the only thing like if you haven't seen it and the like i scrolled you know went through all the interwebs looking for what people were thinking about it so that I could make my own decision. The <laughs> the only thing you have to be prepared for 
is that it is chock full of everything. It is a stuffed television show. But because, that's the pilot. Right. And I, and I feel it was the right thing to do because they introduced, yes. outside of what I saw, one character, they introduced everyone. Oh, yeah. I mean, the only one yeah. I could say they, they didn't introduce who's never really been a main villain is, like, maybe Mr. Freeze. Uh, oh, no. You know. I'm, I'm, like, I'm talking about the characters that shown up that, you, that actually spoke. Catwoman, who I am assuming is Catwoman, that yeah. little girl yeah. that bounced yeah, around with the... Loved her. She was the only one that didn't speak. Every other known villain spoke, had a part in the show, and it just... It, 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 it has some place to go. It's got yeah, a lot of like, places I'm, to go, which is nice. I'm going to watch it. It was just not the thing that I needed to do Monday night. Like, oh. I, I, I'm not excited for it. Um... I wasn't excited for Smallville either. Uh, I didn't particularly care for that show. I like Arrow enough, and I'm sort of excited for Flash because it's such a like Flash is such a hard character to do. Because um, hey, he runs fast. Yeah, I don't know how the CG is going to be in that. Uh, yeah, like I, I, think I have gonna, some major it concerns may fall about short. that, but like. I actually Gotham, got to see it. Don't tell anybody, but on the interwebs, there's easy places to find this stuff. I thought that they released the first issue already, the first episode. They 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 did online, and yeah, they did a good job. <laughs> really good to hear. Yeah. I I, I kind of wanted to wait for the TV. Uh, yeah, no, you know, no no spoilers, but Evan says it's good, so we're gonna go with it's good, and we're all gonna watch it. <laughs> well, yeah. and I, I think welcome. that yeah, I think that kind of branches us out into the uh, into the rest of the topic here. Is that you know you've got what was that list Nick thirty two comic book based shows coming out yes it's, that that's it's insane but, well, before we jump to that I just want one one last Gotham question what do you guys think of Alfred because they're taking the Alfred from the Earth One Alfred where the kind of the badass one that was uh, MI six trained um, and it looks like he's going to be the mentor to Bruce so what do you guys think about that. I think that's cool, and it makes it easier and sort of falls in line with how the show can play out because, let's face it, if you have Bruce, like, you know, training abroad and stuff, it's going to kind of segment the yeah. the story a lot. Keeping him in Gotham and, you know, just being down the road from the city makes more sense. Yeah. I, I do like the fact that they changed his accent. He's not the, you know, like when, when I read a book, the the pseudo English accent is what I hear in my head and he had I, I'm gonna go with Scottish or Irish like uh, uh not a prissy man like he, Alfred has always been on the softer side when you know he's he's proper in an improper world this guy I can't remember the actor's name right now I feel like he belongs in this world like in Gotham mm -hmm. he, he's grittier and it seems like he's gonna I, I, I don't know him. The, the interaction between him and Bruce, even though it was very small bits, it seems like they're given a lot of, um, I don't know, chutzpah, if you will, to Bruce <laughs> very quickly. I like, like that, though. I thought he, you know, a kid with some balls. When he was sitting there at the last scene and he's sitting in that chair, I was like, wow, this kid's got, you know, he's got substance to him. I like this. Did they, do they do the... They did Your the parents origin. are dead thing. Yeah, that they did was the origin. Right they the did the pearls, yeah. which I, you know, come on. How many Jesus times are you going to see Christ. those damn pearls drop? But I'm happy Enough. that it was quick. When I when I came into it, I said, dude, I don't want to see more than a five minute, five minutes of his origin story is too much already. You know, the, cut this down. We the all know. Scream it. to the heavens. No. Yeah. Yeah, we, we know. He, yeah, yeah, they're dead. It. Yes, it wasn't it. even it's a no, though. That, that was the cool part. That was like a like a fucking scared kid scream that he did. It, it, it was yeah, a primal, think, primal scream. I think scream. it was a help. I, I think I heard a help in there. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, but conveniently enough, you know, Kitty Cat was up in the rafters watching the whole show <laughs> yeah. go down. I, it, <laughs> I, I don't I liked know. Her. I liked her. She was just kind of the voyeur, you know? She's just kind of looking at it on shit and just, you know, she's there. But yeah, she's like fourteen. She shouldn't be out in the roads in the streets like that. She's a tough kid. Gotham, you saw her Gotham steal that a, milk. Gotham is a dirty city for dirty people. <laughs> dirty, 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 dirty Gotham. Dirty Gotham. All right, so yeah. here, let me transition to what is coming out in the future. So we got on uh, CW. We all know Arrow and Flash are coming out, and Gotham's out right now. Uh, I don't know a channel, but Constantine's coming out. It's a uh, Vertigo book. 
That and will be a, that has to be a CW show. I, I think that one's NBC. Yeah, I think it's NBC. Yeah, uh, yeah Nick, let, let's one. let's keep the list to the the bear standouts here because otherwise we'll be here the entire night. Well, my bear standouts and your bear standouts might be different because uh, I, I can't wait for Preacher. Uh, DMZ is going to be great. That's a Brian Wood. We we shit on Brian Wood before, but now you know I can't wait to see that one. Jason Aaron and um, RM Guerrera, they did Scalped, and that's coming out. I can't wait for that. There's a spinoff of um, Sandman called Lucifer. Uh, what else is coming out? Shield, for Marvel, you got Shield and Powers. Powers uh, is a Bendis book that's coming out actually on the PSN network. So this is not just big networks, small networks. It's also, you know, internet shit and, and uh, like Netflix. And Netflix is coming out with Daredevil. Je- uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and the Defenders. Uh, so Image uh, is even getting into the Yeah, Mac, I, I you know. see that one. I see Chew on there. Well, Chew, yeah, but uh, I, I that's speculated. I, I don't know if that's really going to come out. I hope, I hope. But you got The Walking Dead, which is the biggest thing. The spinoff of The Walking Dead is coming out, and then um, you know they can't get rid of uh, Kirkman. They say that one thing's good, and I guess more is better, so they're putting out Thief of Thieves, Outcast. um uh, Charles Soule is getting in on the action, and they're going to do his Letter 44. That's where um, uh, aliens are present in their world, but only the president know. So, you know, from one president to a next president, he, the president writes a letter to him. So in this letter, you know, there's a 44th president, so it's Letter 44. And in there, he says, you know, aliens are present, they're among us, and, you know, and then the story goes from there. So it's pretty cool. Um, also, Clone and uh, Pax Romana and maybe even uh, Ronan, and that's, um, what's his name, the guy who did Sin City, all those things. <laughs> Frank Miller? Yeah, that guy. Oh, yeah, that <laughs> oh, guy. Oh, that well, guy. Now, I feel like a lot of these are optioned, because I, I've heard a lot of these being, you know, uh, bought as properties, but they don't necessarily have to be used, correct? Well, I think these ones are all in development. Oh, they're greenlit? So, I don't know about green greenlit, but they're all in development. Okay. So I know These will that- all... Yeah, these will all get at pilots, least get a I pilot. Believe. Now, yeah. whether they get picked up the series after that pilot is, yeah. I mean, getting getting a straight to order show is very very rare. Like the Walking Dead spinoff was straight to order. There's no pilot for that. They're committed to 13 episodes. Yeah. Um, like because of the success of the Walking Dead, but a lot of this shit, like I I feel things like Clone, Pax Romana, um some of that shit like may not actually ever make it out i think those ones actually got picked up by sci-fi so i think sci-fi might actually p- make like be the most committed to it even with bad results you know, well, yeah and nothing else well i hope they are well, that, that's the thing about sci-fi because they'll fucking just pile on the shit till there's one gem in there <laughs> just, and yeah. that's all they need and I think they're just going to take these comic stories and run with it until they find one thing. Well, I mean, those are all good stories. And I mean, I, is there anyone in there that you guys don't think would be good for TV? Uh, Constantine? Yeah, I think Constantine well, is yeah. going to be the... Because of the character himself, doesn't... It's not good for regular primetime television. Well, too fucking bad. That's the one we already know is coming out for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I don't think iZombie is going to be that good. I think it's going to be, you know, a teen girl drama, and that's about it. Yeah, I, there's there's some of these shows where, like, iZombie, Constantine, those are HBO shows. I don't, yeah, I, well, yeah, mm, I, I agree. No. Well, yeah, because... It wouldn't even be good, iZombie, HBO. Scalped on, on, is coming out for Showtime. That's going to be a perfect marriage. Well, yeah, you know, well, I, the, I'm, what I mean is that there's certain books where if the character doesn't say fuck, it's not the character. No, you're right, you're right. You, you, have, you have fundamentally changed... The essence of the character, which seems like a silly thing, like oh, they can't say fuck. So, but it, but these things are they're adult books, you know, like Constantine especially. I mean, you're dealing with a guy who is dying of lung cancer from smoking cigarettes. And- Constantine does two things: magic and smoke. <laughs> well, that's yeah. it. I, I, and I he's feel- not going to smoke on the show. Could, yeah. could so- they sort of almost turn this in? I. To me, anyway, they could almost turn this into like a Dresden Files, uh, you know, esque uh, show, and maybe get away with it because they took some liberties in Gotham, and I feel like they're gonna take liberties in any show to make them appealing to the audience. You're and you're absolutely right, but Constantine does not have the following of Batman. People will watch Gotham because they know Gotham means Batman, right, so they go, right. "Okay, I'm gonna tune into the show." When you hear the word Constantine, 
you either are a fan of Hellblazer or you hated that shitty Keanu Reeves movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Evan, come, <laughs> you can't be serious. He had a little beetle in a box that he shook it, and it made a noise, <laughs> and it made the monster go away. Well, now I know you're not serious, so that makes me feel better. <laughs> like, I'm personally, I'm really excited for Powers. I'm, I'm powers really, awesome. really hopeful did you see that, who that the show guy... is going to be awesome. Did you see the cast yet? I did, and I don't love them. Wait, 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 wait. Who, who's, who's, who's where? It's, um, who's the, that guy from uh, District 9? Charlto, Charto or Charlto I, I, That doesn't matter. I'm already checked out. Okay. <laughs> the South African dude that... Yeah. The, yeah. Oh, I like him. He's, He's good. good. I don't know enough about the rest of the cast to be excited. Um, He doesn't really look like Christian Walker to me. Well, guys, oh. you forgot about the best comic book uh, uh, show coming out. Iron Fist? No. The yeah. Tick. Spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Tick is... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's coming back out. Yeah, it is. Yep, animated. Yeah, uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, live action. Yeah, Amazon. They got Patrick Warburton to uh, to reprise his role. <laughs> yeah, uh, I gotta yeah, say, I, I gotta say, like, I I don't know about that. <laughs> as as a as a just a strictly funny show and being online, it might have a big enough following where Amazon will keep it around at least for a while to see how it goes. Because I'll tell you what, those Amazon shows. Steaming pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. See now that's bad. I have a I have a question. How do you guys feel about the Netflixing of Daredevil and crew? That they're not doing a regular series. They're just they're tying I, everything together. Well, I'm really excited. Yeah, they're doing regular series. No, no. What I'm saying is like, okay, Shield has its show and it does bits and pieces with the movies. Gotham is its own thing. Arrow was its own thing for. Th- Three seasons and then sort of is loosely tying into Flash. Flash yeah. Now I I don't even know. Was it four shows? They're all going to be tied together. Four They're, and then the Defender series. So that that's it's boom one boom 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 boom. I I I look as long as they put as much love and time into it as they did for House of Cards, I don't think it's going to be bad because <laughs> those Netflix shows have not been bad yet. They've all treated me very very well. Listen, uh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, not, I love that show. Lie. It's a fantastic show. I, I, I fuck, and exactly. If they put that type of attention and detail into those superhero shows, I think they're in a good place. Here's hoping. They, I, I'm like, those are the ones that I'm most excited about. The, the Netflix Marvel shit. Because, I mean, let's be honest. Daredevil, probably not going to get another movie. Iron Fist not going to get a movie Luke Cage should get a movie probably not going to get a movie but what I'm like what I'm excited about is that it seems like Marvel has taken the characters and realized these guys work better as a show as 13 hour long episodes you can do the Avengers in two hours because it's this big bombastic blowing shit up with the street level characters you need to get some more character moments in in their development so having these 13 these 13 episodes um i think will really give them an opportunity to dive into these characters because oh, yeah they're all awesome characters like daredevil is such a, a layered character and really most people i would i would guess if they know daredevil they go oh yeah he's the blind one there's so much more depth to Daredevil than that. And the Ben Affleck movie, um, while I don't think it is as big a steaming pile of shit as everyone thinks, it's still a steaming pile of shit. I just think it's a little smaller than most. Um, not as steamy. Yeah, it's not as steamy. It's not as fresh, maybe. Um, that makes it sound worse. The like the main thing you get out of that movie is that he's blind. Right? That They ignore everything else about that character and the same thing like especially when you look at a dude like iron fist and what that character is all the fucking mysticism and the traveling to the the other realm the mystical city of yun loon and fucking like all this shit there's so much cool stuff in there i'm really fucking excited about it and the fact that they don't have to like kowtow to sponsors right really that's, makes me that's, happy that's fantastic for that show because the, the the sponsors will 
narrow that show out. It'll, it'll become as would have become a CW show, and right, it's and it doesn't deserve to be. And like, I'm I'm really excited too because Marvel's Agents of Shield was a shitty show up until Captain America: The Winter Soldier came out, and once that movie came out and the show could move forward, that show got awesome. The last like five episodes of Agents of Shield. I thought were really good. I think. Are we out of spoiler territory at this point with Winter Soldier and Shield? I Can we say just, just, Hail we, Hydra? We just talked about a television show that was on two days ago. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, but <laughs> in <like> detail. <laughs> once, once Hydra took down Shield, and the stuff started happening to tie in with Agents of Shield every week, it was like, fuck, this is now must see TV. Before that, it was. A pretty terrible show. It was a monster of the week show, and this, yeah, and, and I don't know if you guys have the experience with Smallville. The first season or season and a half was a monster of the week show, and then once it started tying into some sort of like some sort of storyline that went from episode to episode, once it became linear, it was got better. Yeah, people told me to stick a uh, Smallville out, and I just I couldn't. I I couldn't. Yeah, make I it. I can't get through it. I've tried Smallville multiple times, and I just I can't fucking do but it. I don't like it. That's the thing. People have said the same thing that Evan just said, that you know, if you could stick it out long enough, it starts getting really, really good because they start tying in all these different characters. And, I yeah. mean, uh, the show was on for nine seasons, and I've seen the list of characters they introduced and gave a basis for. There's a whole fuck ton of them. Like, they, could, they did base a universe on that because there was a comic book out just specifically for Smallville. Absolutely, right. and like the same thing. Like, uh, like it's not necessarily a comic book show. It, but um, you know, Dean and Sam, the the Winchesters, uh, the Supernatural, Supernatural. That's been on for I think this is nine ninth season. First two seasons of that show were Monster of the Week, Monster of the Week, Monster of the Week, and then it started tying with gods and demons and going to hell and coming out of hell. And it, it's been on for almost ten years. Like yeah. shows have to realize that people want. A, a reason to come back for the next episode not just to see ooh, what monster are you showing me or what what you know character got some sort of superpower that now they have to be defeated i want a storyline i want to be invested in in the characters that i'm watching and with the netflix situation i'm getting all 13 episodes i'm hoping that they're sticking with that same plan that i'm getting all 13 episodes in one shot i i binge watch like a professional like yeah I, they, and I, and I, they are doing they said each one is going to be like that is the Netflix model. This comes out, everything comes out, you watch it how you want. I mean, I, you know, really why not? Because they got you locked in for a month anyway. So, you know, to be honest, they I there's not really much of a point not to because they're they're getting your money. They might as well make you happy. Absolutely. I mean, that was the worst part of Gotham for me. I, I was looking forward to that show. I was really jazzed to see it. I didn't watch it till nine thirty. Because I had to wait till my DVR recorded it so I could fast forward through the the twenty minutes of commercials. There, w there was an excessive amount of commercials. There was a commercial break for one movie trailer. Yeah, I saw that. And it was like three minutes before <laughs> commercial break, one trailer, four minutes after. Like that's like unsettling. Like I didn't want to watch the rest of the show, and it's a pain in the ass to rewind DVR. Fast forwarding it goes really quick, but when you try to rewind back, it's it's it's. Doesn't yeah, work. it's a huge pain. But now I know when Russia's coming out for like the ninetieth time. <laughs> That's true. That's very true. Well, and I really think the the big the the elephant in the room of all Whoa, of these I, shows. I can hear you. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> Sweetie, look. All right. We I'm... wanted to say no. Um, really, the the main sticking point that I have with all of these shows coming out. We've got like a list of 32 shows. I'm sure there's shit that we missed and I'm sure there's shit that there hasn't even been announced yet. New York Comic Con is coming up. I'm sure there will be things that get plugged there. Where the fuck is my Why the Last Man show? Yeah. For Christ's sake. It is <laughs> tailor-made, 60 issues, an hour an issue, fucking 
do it already. Well, I, you know what? I, Fuck, I, man. Like, seriously. No, I get it. I get it. Believe me. Slow down. Breathe. You Damn have children it. in the house, sir. Calm yourself. Yeah, they're way upstairs, though. They can't. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I looking at it from a company standpoint, they're looking at something where there's really no definitive end, you know, so that they could just keep going as long as they want, and they don't sort of have to cut it out at any point because the book just ends, you know. I Unfortunately, that's a big problem. No, I, I know, but like, but American television is starting to switch to follow the British television model, which is really kind of nice. If, like, I don't know if any of you guys watched uh, the Fargo show that came out um, on FX, but that was ten episodes, and they were awesome. And there was, there's going to be a second season, but only because the first ten episodes were great. And like, if you think back to watching Lost. Lost needed to be a season and a half, not <laughs> fucking six seasons of horse shit. I concur. Like, yes, yes, horse shit. <laughs> I mean, that show came off the rails so hard. And now that we've got, especially with looking at comic book type shows, if you're going to base your, I mean, iZombie, that's a finite book. Pax Romana, finite book. Um, you know, a, a lot of this shit, I mean, even The Walking Dead eventually is a finite story, you know, so right. I, I'm hoping that there is this transition to we tell the story and then we move on to something else like British television is because they how long was this show? Uh, five episodes. Why five? That's all the fucking story we had. You see, and, and with British television, it goes one of two ways. It goes the way of Doctor Who which is, you know, they're hour-long and there's all of them. Or you have something like Sherlock, which I, it's still, in my opinion, is the best television show, well, second best television show I've ever watched. And it was three episodes a season, 90 yep. minutes an episode. I got to watch three movies about Sherlock every year. That's and they are the best. Oh, they're fantastic. I, I would argue they are the best thing that has ever been put on television. I disagree with you, only surpassed by Firefly. Sorry. Oh God! See, I can't give it to Firefly because You're wrong. Of that fucking I, opening song. You're wrong. I'm sorry. Look, it's, we, it's okay. I'm not getting into this conversation. You can save that for another time. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, even if it's wrong. That's fine. <laughs> oh God. Okay, so but, so let's tie this into a neat knot because we're getting close to a nice even hour here. Uh, Evan, what's the one show that you're looking forward to out of this list that you you know you feel like it it's a winner and you're really looking forward to seeing it? Uh, I'm going to give my love to Daredevil. I, cool. I, I'm really hoping that they do the right thing by Netflix and, you know, give him the credence that he deserves. Awesome. Awesome. Dan, what about you? Uh, mine is, has to go to Iron Fist because Kung Fu Billionaire. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> that's that's true. That's true. And I, I'm going to give mine to the underdog. I'm still going with the tick. I don't give a fuck what any of you haters say. <laughs> We're not haters. It's just not. It's not the top of the list. It's on the list, just not the top. I want it to be good. I love. <laughs> Come on, I love. Face Chippendale is one of the greatest things ever. I uh, want it to be great. Batman. Well, I, I, I take oh, that man out on a dinner date. <laughs> I, I love Patrick Warburton. Like, I, I want to. I wish he could be like my brother, and I could just, I could get rides from him, and he could give me inspirational stories about shit, and he could just squint all day, every day. I wish I could train my inner monologue, like that voice in your brain, to sound like Patrick. <laughs> yes, yes, that, that exactly. And you know that's really the reason I'm excited about it because when they said they got him back in the show, I was like, "Fuck it, I'm sold. That's it. We're good. That's all I needed to hear." Nick actually fell off the face of the planet. I heard he went into a black hole looking for the Silver Surfer, so he's not here anymore. So I'm going to make his uh, his pick for him. It's Barbie. He's looking forward to Barbie and the jet ski adventure. That's the one he's looking forward to it's all live action it's with a blonde girl with very large breasts and he's a damn pervert that dirty dirty man but that's why we love him yeah i mean that, that's why we keep him around yes, exactly 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 he, he's the the old pervert in the room that's that's it <laughs> old pervy nick yeah that that son of a bitch 
Lock up your daughters. That's all I'm saying. I'm happy he didn't. I, I'm happy I told him just to go and not to say anything. That that was a that was a well good out play play He'll out never, for it. You do know he's never gonna hear this. I mean, I love doing the podcast and I love talking to you guys. I don't make it to the end of the episode. I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> he's never ever <laughs> gonna hear this. Oh, he might. He might. You never know. I don't even listen while you guys are talking during the podcast. I'm um, say what? I just I just wait for my time. Like, there's silence. Okay, I'm going to say things. Oh, great, great. Glad to know we're all invested into this podcast together. Anyway, uh, Evan, do you, do you have any plugs you want to mention? Yes. It's official. Garden State Comic Fest will be held July 25th and 26th of 2015 at Menin Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. So we That is amazing. Yeah, we're, I think it's tripling in size again. So... It's over twenty thousand square feet now. It's it's a, a hockey rink. For uh, it's it's just awesome, 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 awesome. So more uh, more info to come as as we start working our way through this to get the the next show uh, a running. Very cool, very cool. Well, you know we'll be there because we're f- fucking everywhere because we have nothing better to do than to just crash comic cons all day. Thanks. You're welcome. I, well, no, no, no. You know, of course, we're yeah, we're we're all very excited to to be. The support was overwhelming. I think I almost no no. I thought I was going to shed a tear. No, it was close. It was close. I mean, but yeah. See, and go ahead. Like what what makes me really excited is that now that due to the last uh, comic fest, I got my free Sleepwalker sketch from Ethan Van Siver. Um, now I yeah, need come, to get a come up with the plan and stick with it. Yeah, from every artist at a convention that I possibly can because that's a weird request and I think that would be really awesome. Now, now that's a I'll, I'll yeah, that's I an article waiting to happen, Dan. You realize that? <laughs> Just Jim Mafood, please somehow get Jim Mafood there, and I will be very excited. <laughs> you, you damn well better. You've got time. Well, you got Charles Paul Wilson the third there, and I love Charles Paul Wilson the third. The obligatory Charles Paul Wilson comment of the day brought to you by Lucky Strikes. <laughs> Smoke them if you got them. This is good. We got Charles Charles Paul Wilson and Warren Ellis mentioned on this episode. So I feel like we've And we learned we've really a lot today. On all cylinders. What's that? And we learned a lot today. We did. Roche limits, uh pie. Cocaine's bad for you. Cocaine's bad for yeah, you, apparently. Yeah, yeah, we, and we, as G.I. Joe would say, knowing is half the battle. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Dan, do you have any plugs to make? Uh, yes, I do. There will um, officially uh, be a new epi- uh, a new article of Why I Love Wrestling up this weekend because I have a day off, so I actually can sit around and do some writing, which is really awesome. So check that out uh, this weekend. Um, and if you're listening to this podcast in the future, check it out a few weekends ago. Um, <laughs> Ooh, time travel at its finest. Very good, Dan. Very Ooh. good. <laughs> Wibbly wobbly. Also, uh, check out... This website, www.lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com. Check out my friend Rich Hillen Jr. You can get his best of the serial killer coloring book online, paperback. It, my friend Rich did this, this series of books called the Serial Killer Coloring Book. Uh, got him into some trouble with people. There were some organizations that weren't very happy. I did a Jeffrey Dahmer piece in one of the books. That's kind of silly. Um, but yeah, I, 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 you know, I went, I went and did a Jeffrey Dahmer piece. You know, you know. Yeah, it's uh, you know, he's got to kiss the cook apron on. It's uh, pretty offensive. There's body parts hanging out of the stove and the pots, but whatever. Um, but it is, it is a coloring book, and it's also got <laughs> which makes some- it so much more creepy. <laughs> It's got some recipes in there. Oh my god! Um, like if you know who Albert Fish was, he he, you know, he <laughs> ate people sort of. So like, there's a recipe for Albert Fish and chips. Oh, um, boo! And there's like maze. Yeah, there's a lot of really fucked up shit in there. But it's all done in the interest of, you know, satire. And uh, he's got right now this publisher Lulu.com on their website. Uh, this week, the week of uh, Rosh Hashanah, because I don't know days. Um, they are offering a sale on the uh, Serial Killer Coloring Book, the best of. You can also get uh, the individual volumes there as well. And Rich is a super talented dude, and he's a local Jersey artist, and uh, you know he's just a really cool guy. So figured I'd throw him a plug there too. Dan, that's awesome. sweet of you, even if it was for an incredibly deranged coloring book. <laughs> it's a ama- like 
It's amazing. It's one of the most interesting things you'll ever see. I don't <laughs> doubt that one fucking bit. <laughs> it definitely sounds completely Put that on the poster. I'm going to have to show that to Amy. She's going to get a kick out of that. Uh, but I guess that leaves me to do the finishing plug. So if you guys don't know already, yes, we have a Facebook. Yes, we have a Twitter. They're both completely functional, and you can search Geek Life, and they'll come right up. All you have to do is search G33K space L-I-F-E, and they will come right up in both searches for Twitter and for Facebook. Go ahead and like us, follow us, do all that good jazz, because then you will be able to get all of our articles, videos, and podcasts as soon as they get put up because they get updated straight to Twitter and to Facebook first. In fact, uh, the main reason people follow us on Twitter is so that they get our YouTube updates automatically because every time I upload a video there, it goes straight to Twitter. I don't even have to hit a button anymore, so I can't forget. I literally can't forget because the internet does it for me. Uh, so that's a very good reason to follow us because it's fucking instilling, idiot proof. Instilling so much confidence right now, dude. <laughs> I, of course, of course. Uh, the, the I guess the other thing would be if you want to contact us about anything, we have a nifty contact us tab right on our website, and the webpage for that would be www.g33klife. Dot com. That is geeklife.com. If you want to actually email us, you want a hard copy of the email, you know, type us a long letter and shit, it is g33klifesite at gmail.com. Once again, that is geeklifesite at gmail.com. I believe I hit everything on that one, so I'm very happy about that. Boys, say goodbye for the night. Goodbye for the night. Goodbye for the night. Thank you. You just made my fucking night. Anyway, guys, from us at the Paper Cuts Podcast and for Nick, who is not currently here and probably suffering in a black hole somewhere, have a good night. Good night.